0: Welcome to the Wild Feather podcast. I'm Brooke Dunwell, serial entrepreneur, sponge for life, and lover of people. Join me as we uncover the stories of courageous female entrepreneurs, founders, and investors pushing beyond limitless boundaries. Let's explore their creative journeys and pursuits to greatness. Today we have Lauren Rome Marks with us. Lauren spent the last decade in New York City, grinding in the tenacious environment of Wall Street. As a woman on the go, she tried countless skin products, but nothing seemed to work to combat the stress, which led to breakouts, dark circles, and dehydrated skin. So she embarked on a mission to create the solution, which is now Romer Skincare. Her skin has never looked better, Lauren is continuing to build a community around her brand and helping others discover the joy of healthy, beautiful skin. Thanks, Lauren, for joining us today on the podcast. We're so excited to have you.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm uh, excited to be here.
0: Yay! We love it. So, just to start off, tell us a little bit about your background and how you became an entrepreneur.
1: Sure. So my background has two real distinct phases to it. Um, The second phase being the entrepreneurial one. I grew up on the East Coast, and I spent 10 years after college, after university, in New York working on Wall Street. At that time, I was doing what most young 20-somethings do, which is uh, try and absorb as much as possible and work really really hard and then couple that with playing really really hard and um, I, I built my career at one firm in particular which lasted a decade um, I all my friends and family are from the east coast so I never really thought that my career would take me in this on this different path and and have a different. Sort of trajectory to it. I, I came from a family where um, uh, my, one of my parents was in the industry and it was all I really knew. It was what I studied in college. And so business and markets and financial investments was what I thought I'd be doing for the, my entire life. And then uh, lo and behold, some unique personal. Uh, changes, my now husband, but he was a boyfriend at the time, uh, scooped me up and invited me to Chicago when he proposed to come live with him. And at that time, um, I was deciding what to do about my career. And that was a point at which I kind of... uh, Said, okay, well, you know, let's let's take a, a deeper look and you know really take a step back and evaluate what I want out of uh, my future. Mm-hmm. And so, when I moved here to Chicago, that's when two years ago, that's when I left Wall Street and I decided to create and build my my business and and become an entrepreneur. And I built and launched. Last year, before the pandemic, in February of 2020, a clean skincare brand for both men and women called Romer Skincare. And now I live in Chicago, uh, and I'll, just, I'll tell you more obviously about the skincare line as, as we get on this, uh, go along this journey. But I now live in Chicago with my husband and our two-year-old golden retriever, and I am expecting my first baby boy in September.
0: That's crazy. So. Uh, We can talk about that too, but having a baby and being a founder of an early stage startup, that's just nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not. I mean, it's great, but that is like a whole nother ball of... It's not stress, but it's a life change. That's for sure.
1: I think um, the universe wanted me to just um, experience everything all at once. (laughs) And so... It's uh, the moving test. cities oh yeah moving cities uh getting married during covid uh, getting pregnant launching a business and all sorts of stuff a new puppy you know it's just what else could i possibly uh have Throw hit every me? life yeah.
0: transition
1: in all at once right let's just say my therapist has her work cut out for her right <laughs>
0: That's hysterical. So I remember you saying that you were getting an itch, like you were feeling an itch, right? Was it just that itch of like, I want to create something on my own? Or was it an itch of like, I want to do something different? And how did you come up with skincare? Like, what was it about skincare? Do Do you have a passion about skincare? Or was it, I can't find something that's solving what I want? Like, how did you get there? Because it's a big market, right? Like, that's a big market to take on. You know, it's like taking on Goliath. (laughs) Yes,
1: Um, it it really is. And some days it feels like five Goliaths. Um, So, you know, what's interesting is that the skincare was a passion, a passion project, a hobby. I had always struggled with my skin. And so it was part of my own personal journey outside Mm -hmm. of. Business and obviously there's not a whole lot of overlap uh, between the two, and and you can make parallels, but in this case, um, one thing is very different from from the next. That being said, I think I I did desire to create something, and there was this itch. I did feel like I had a problem. I was searching for the solution. Um, and that that solution didn't really exist so as an outsider in this this big saturated goliath type space mm-hmm. i thought that i was onto something because i was looking for something that i didn't think really existed and for me that was a simple solution a simple you know a simple set of products that were effective and clean that made self-care easy, made my routine faster um, in the morning and in the night. Because we all know, um, of course, given all the different things going on in our lives, there's not a whole lot of downtime. Down time. Um, and, and what typically gets cut is me time. And so for me, working very long hours and high stress, I was then traveling from New York to Chicago I felt that there was something there and that I I was looking for products that worked for me, that were easy, that were a one, two, three, all, you know, all you need um, to, to get better skin. And also I recognized that my then boyfriend at the time was also looking for the same thing. So I kind of identified this need. It created an itch. um, And, then I couldn't, I couldn't ignore it. The more I leaned into understanding clean skincare, clean beauty, ingredient education, the more I spoke to dermatologists, the more I became wrapped up in um, this idea that I could go out and, and create it, create the so- solution I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really where that pivot came in I didn't always, you know, growing up say, if I don't, if I don't work on Wall Street, I'm going to become a founder of a beauty brand. You know, it really, I kind of just, I I fell into this, uh, this position of feeling like I wanted to create products that would simplify my lifestyle and that there was a whole group of men and women out there who could also benefit.
0: Right. Right. And I remember you telling me that you did a lot of research. Well, it sounds like you talked to a lot of dermatologists, but you did a lot of fact-finding and um, why, how, all of that stuff. So why do you think that's important and the process that you went through to get there?
1: So uh, with anything, um, whether it be skincare, beauty, food, you name it. I think uh, something really important is to know the ins and outs of the, the sector or the industry. Um, and I didn't have the background. I don't have the science background. I'm not a chemist. Um, obviously, I'm not a dermatologist. And so I, I felt that w- my biggest weakness in the beginning was understanding the landscape, understanding mm-hmm. the competitors. Um, understanding how products sell in a retail store like Sephora and I needed to do a lot of homework before I then took a seat at the table and and asked um, you know a lab to help me create my my dream vision of, of products and mm-hmm. so I really in in the span of 18 months tried a lot of products and researched a lot about ingredients. And, um, you know, I I had already been doing it in my own life. And I had that bathroom that was, you know, as so many people are overflowing with tons and tons of products, which was part of the pain point initially that I had all these, all these facial skincare products and I didn't know what was working and I would switch them out every day. And I didn't realize that, layering on different ingredients actually broke down the skin barrier and if I just simplified and stuck to a much more consistent routine that my skin would be much healthier as a result because all of these ingredients have you know have different purposes and functions and act and react differently to your skin and so that that process was important to really understand how how to reach my goal, which is to get better skin. And I mm-hmm. needed to be able to accomplish that before I could build products that actually did that. Right. And, and, you know, there, there's a lot of misinformation out there about what is deemed clean. Just because it comes from a farm doesn't necessarily mean, or, or, or it's organic, or it's mined as a mined ingredient comes from the ground. Just because it has those properties does not mean it's cl- necessarily clean. And is it clean for your skin, or are you talking about clean for the planet when you dispose of it, um, the remaining product as waste? And so, I needed to better answer these questions before I could launch uh, launch a line. And um, it, you know, it was it was a fun it was a fun journey, but I think I'm still learning every single day. And um, I you know I, I really the main goal was to create products for people with sensitive skin that worked. And, um, after 18 months, uh, in February of last year, I launched with three products. And, um, after many prototypes and and many different test runs of of different essential oils, because to get the scent right, it, it does take a lot of energy and different combinations of essential oils because, um, we don't use any artificial fragrance in any of our products because those Mm -hmm. can be harmful to the skin and harmful to someone's hormones. We don't Mm -hmm. want to disrupt anyone's hormones because that could risk causing really problematic um, health conditions. So, you know, with that, I needed to make sure that the right combination of essential oils uh, gave off the the refreshing scent Mm -hmm. that I wanted someone to feel when they're washing their face in the shower. And right. so those, those types of problems were really important for me to solve up front because if the products aren't great, if we can't launch with amazing products and, and stand behind that, then, you know, who's going who's gonna to come by the line? And, and that was the right. goal, so. Yeah. So
0: now, where, where do you, where's your lab or where's the lab? Like, where does it get produced at? Is it in the States?
1: Yes. So everything's produced here. Um, The beauty of a beauty business is that there are so many smart people throughout the country that can help in various aspects of the business. So I have um, people all over the U.S. helping me uh, build the business, formulator down in Texas, Um, dermatologists and chemists, on the East Coast and West Coast, and also locally here in Chicago. Um, My contract manufacturer or lab based in Pennsylvania. My warehouse in New Jersey that actually ships the product to stores Mm -hmm. or to the end consumer. And so, you know, ironically, people say, oh, was it so hard to, Manage and run your business during the pandemic during COVID, and quite frankly, I think it because everything was so nimble and virtual, we actually did really well at managing logistics and that supply okay. chain. And yeah. that's important to me that that things are not traveling too far. Um, that we're mitigating our own carbon footprint. As an entrepreneur, we can decide. You know, I, I can decide how I want my brand and my business to run. And being mission-driven and being focused on eco-friendly initiatives is something that I, 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 I put in the you know, core values when we launched. And so that definitely has, has been something in the back of my mind as I line up all of my partners, as I'm evaluating who to work with, um and luckily i found really great people
0: that seems like a really broad like team like they're all over right yes so a couple questions how do you even begin like how did how did is it one person leads you to another person leads you to another person or like if i sit and think about it and i like, okay, I want to create a skincare. Well, one, I would have no clue where to start. And two, it just sounds so overwhelming.
1: It is. It really is. Um, that being said, as you start to chip away and answer some of these questions, you're right in that people introduce you to other people. And from mm-hmm. there, that snowball network effect. Um, Takes hold. So when I was first starting out, I, I heard the concept of trade show, and I didn't really understand, you know, what what those entailed. So I I had a friend um, come with me. We we booked a trip to Vegas, which is where one of the biggest beauty trade shows, Cosmoprof, which is coming up actually next month, um, is being is held. This was pre pandemic. And we decided to purchase tickets and go to this trade show, not really knowing what to expect. And I was, uh, I think my jaw hit the floor when I first entered the arena because the convention center in Vegas is ginormous. And then you walk in and you see all of these different vendors from all around the world, mind you, and you don't even know where to start. And I didn't even know if I was, you know, this is business to business, really. So a brand searching for, you know, a, a vendor to help with packaging or a vendor to help mm. with um, formulation. And so some of these partners I had already secured from, um, you know, my network. But then being able to meet them in person and really ask tons of questions, you um, you know, at this trade show was really fun. And I, I thought, you know, I, I really thought we'd be getting a lot of freebies, that there'd be a lot of cool giveaways, and we'd get all these great samples to try. But that's not really, <laughs> that wasn't really the goal. Instead, the goal of the trade show is really to just meet new relationships. And so, you know, some trade shows are more consumer facing, and it's for brands to meet the end consumer. And this one in particular was, was the perfect place for me to start which is, hey, I'm looking to launch a skincare line now what? <laughs> and so right. you know in, in every industry, I you know, I, I can't speak for all of them, but I do know that there are a lot of trade shows out there and they're definitely coming back online in person, um, although some of them are still virtual. but if someone's looking to enter an industry, I think it's a great place to start because it's a three-day explosion of lots of different resources and companies that could potentially be a resource of help.
0: Yeah. So what is it like launching right before COVID? How were you impacted by COVID?
1: Starting a business <laughs> is hard no <laughs> matter what. <laughs> right. Right. And so I, I wish I could, you know, I wish I could attribute um, some of the challenges Specifically to COVID or to the pandemic, and maybe I can. You know the longer lead times um, when when thinking about limited staffing in a warehouse, for example, or limited staffing in a um, in my laboratory. So, so there are some ways that it did impact us. But I think the the unique part about getting out there is that no matter the climate. Economic recession or not, or a global health pandemic or not, uh, building a brand is 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 tough stuff, mm-hmm. and trying to find my message, my goal, um, amidst a lot of people doing very similar things, has been. One of the biggest struggles, I think, of the first year in business. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that brand awareness idea. How does the customer find Roamer? How do they decide to switch from their existing skincare routine and regimen? And why me as opposed to any other clean skincare brand? Because I'm sure there's a lot now, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe less so when I was first... Um, building the products, but a lot more in, you know, that halfway point in 2021, everything seems to be clean now. So then, you know, how do I cut through that BS? How do I tell the story? How do I make people understand why my products are better than anyone else's? Um, And that, you know, that for me is there no matter what the, the, the surrounding external uh, environment looks like. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I think we've, we've done a really good job at building a community. And so when everything went virtual, of course, now a lot of these brands couldn't sell in a s- traditional storefront. Um, so they were pivoting their attention digital. But we had launched digitally native. So, you know, my products weren't sitting on shelves that were closed for six, nine months. Instead, we still were working on building the the brand image and building that message and um, building that core customer base. Mm -hmm. And so it was a fun year and a half for me. We got to be really creative, we got to lean into trying to understand who we were speaking to and, and what we were sharing and, and what which of all of those value propositions was the most impactful for our customer. And what we found is that the customer really, really cares about products that work and they really, really care about simplicity and giving them that um, ease in the bathroom. You know, how can yeah. I make this as easy as brushing my teeth?
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I love about your line is it's like, Two or three steps. It's not like 20, and you don't have to buy a ton of products um, to get the result, right?
1: That's exactly right. So, there's a lot of people have heard of the concept of fast fashion, which, um, you know, in the fashion industry, stuff is produced in a mass scale and brought to market really quickly with uh, potentially horrific manufacturing practices. And the same can be said for the beauty industry. So we leaned into this concept of slow beauty. And slow beauty is the idea of not only just taking your time in the development process, um, securing ingredients that are made the right way from ingredient suppliers who are very thoughtful about the, the sustainability of those ingredients, but also Minimizing waste, um, less money because you're not spending money on 25 different products in your routine, and also this idea of a less is more. I think we're all not really wearing as much makeup. Maybe now we are again, but not as much makeup as we were. And there's this theme of skinimalism, which is very prevalent among the millennial generation, which is my core customer in their 30s, the, that busy professional who doesn't really want a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we think that the, the best way to, to get better skin is to have that simplicity um, in your life. And that's really what, um, you know, the, the theme behind the three step process. And that's not to say we might not at some point introduce another product um, or another solution for a different part of the body. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, but I think there's, there's some merit to having just a, you know, a few products that you can travel with easily. Um, You know, as I'm pregnant and going to become a new mom, there's not a whole lot of, of time, um, you know, for, to carve out in the bathroom and I want to use it most efficiently. And if I can do that in a few steps, but still not sacrifice the effectiveness of my skincare, that's mm-hmm. so important to me.
0: Yeah. I was in, I went to culinary school um, when I was younger and I had a chef tell me, you don't have to have everything if you're good at making cheeseburgers, make the best cheeseburger, right? You don't have to be great at, it reminds me of what you just said, like you don't have to have 25 products, have three that are amazing, right? And simple, right? Yes. Simple. So one of the things that I know that was a big thing for you, and I think that it's when building a business or building a brand or as a founder, you have to dig deep and sometimes you question this, but I think that if you know your why, then you, you can persevere, right? Like you've got to know your why. I mean, outside of having an applicable product that's marketable, that the market receives, right? Because I think I read something the other day that It was a really large percentage of startups don't make it because they don't, they didn't do their research up front. And so they didn't do their data and the market just, there isn't a place for that particular thing, right? So if you've got the product or you've got the idea that's wanted or could be used in the marketplace, I think knowing your why, which I know when we talked earlier, that was a big thing for you, especially going in amongst the Goliaths and, you know, there are a few brands. I think we always put these brands in our head of, they had huge success overnight, right? Like I can do that, but reality is I don't, I, I'd say 95% of startups don't have they're not Googles. They're not Facebooks, right? Like they don't have this magic pill that just turns into millions overnight, right? So I know that you spoke about that um, with me, and I would love for you to share like why, impor- why it's so important knowing your why and how impactful that is in your journey and why that is and being humble about, you know, and then we're going to go into the whole not comparing yourselves to others, but I think this starts with, you got to know your why, so you don't,
1: right? Sure. So the the knowing your why is that North Star for me on the days that are challenging. And mm-hmm. launching a business, <laughs> all fun and no stress, yeah, right, um, <laughs> it, it is, you know it is, it is a, a big challenge. It's a struggle day in and day out. There are plenty of times where you'll get a great win and that will be so fun to celebrate. And there are plenty of days where you'll be hit, hit, banging your head against the wall and, you know, just saying, oh, my goodness, what am, what, what am I doing? Um, and I think being less focused on the outcome there and being more focused on enjoying the ride – And what actually motivates me has been a really great way to stay excited about the business. Mm -hmm. You know, especially over this past year when we've all learned that life is short and you can't really take anything for granted. Mm -hmm. I think why spend time on this earth doing something that you don't love? And so... Leaning into the passion piece of of why an entrepreneur does what they do is a better way to stay excited about about um, being you know being fulfilled or or whatever that that emotion is um, that comes with launching a business and and it's hard. I think there are plenty of days where I'm so focused because I come from a numbers background. I'm so focused on uh, the dollar sign. Mm-hmm. And that is that is a challenge because I look at my sales goals and I look at the actual results um, and it's hard not to to look at something so tangible. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm with my family and I'm cuddling on the couch at night watching something on Netflix – I take, you know, I take stock of, wow, you know, I've learned all there is to learn about supply chain management and dealing with all these different aspects of building a brand and how exciting that I've created products that uh, speak to the consumer in a way that I couldn't speak to a consumer before in my past life on Wall Street. And seeing the testimonials, the before and after photos of people who had masked me, they start using the Romer three-step skincare line and then the mask knee went away and they can't believe that, um, you know, the area that we of course are wearing these hot masks where the heat is trapped and bacteria builds under the skin. It doesn't take much to alleviate the the irritation and inflammation. You just use really good products and you use them consistently. And um, we feel we have really good products and we have Mm -hmm. a consistent line. So that's a that's a benefit of long-winded, but just the benefit I'm trying to express the benefit of leaning into the stuff that's really beautiful about launching a business and and um, launching a brand and seeing what effect someone can have on someone else's life. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, being humble, like I think there's this, This wonderful vulnerability to transition into kind of that next piece of where you're getting at, um, which is leaning into the fact that it doesn't happen overnight. And yes, you know, we look around and we see these incredible success stories where we watch Shark Tank and and we see these people who've, you know, really done some amazing things in a short period of time. And the majority of businesses don't experience that. And it takes a long, a long, long slog to, to get there. Success isn't built overnight. And inevitably as an entrepreneur... You would
0: miss out on the entire journey.
1: That's right. And inevitably, I think as an entrepreneur, we're going to face a lot of headwinds. And that's okay. This road is bumpy. But if you love what you do, creating, um, seeing ideas come to life, that's that fire that keeps me going. And so um, I also find that the more I share those bumps in the road with my community, uh, the more they lean into wanting to be helpful, the more I receive support from whether it's influencers or friends and family or, uh, what have you. So I'm not shy to say that this is, I'm still a small business and we're still figuring it out one day at a time.
0: What are some obstacles that you've faced
1: Um, The biggest one is just really getting product out there. Um, You mean physically or
0: branding, like marketing?
1: It's a little bit of both, right? Like it it kind of overlaps because um, without it being in people's homes, that web of referral doesn't really happen, right? And I can't Build the brand <laughs> if I don't if it's still sitting in my warehouse. So, you know, some of that begets the other piece of it. Yeah. Um, so that's been you know a, a, a real challenge: how to be creative in um, selling. You know, selling Romer. Do we do we issue more discounts? Do we set up more pop ups? You know, we've done some things locally with some health studios and fitness studios and. Can we lean into those types of partnerships with like-minded brands or other um, collaborations to get us more visibility? Then there's the piece of, um, you know, distribution and how do I build a sales force that helps me sell the products like Mm -hmm. I'm so passionate about Romer and hopefully anyone who is on my team is passionate about Romer. But it is different when it comes from me versus another team member, and so making sure that I inspire my team to um, feel as strongly about the mission as I do is also is also a challenge and a new step for me being a leader. You know, being in that leadership role.
0: Mm-hmm. Where are your products? Are you going to stay? Are you direct consumer? or are you? Are you going to go retail? Like what's your strategy
1: at the moment? We're on our website and we're also on Amazon. So we launched on Amazon this year, um, awesome. which is great because for prime shoppers, they can probably get, depending on where they are, they can probably get a Romer delivered to their doorstep even faster with Amazon mm-hmm. than they can with me, which is just an amazing feature of being part of the Amazon network. Right. Um, and everyone loves Amazon and shops right. on Amazon a lot. And I All like the instant that they're... gratification. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I like their support of, of small businesses. So, you know, we get featured a lot as a Launchpad partner, which is just this um, specialized program that, that we got selected for, which is really oh, exciting. Awesome. And then beyond that, we'll see what where the world takes us. Uh, we are working on a few things at the moment, which are very exciting, and hopefully that leads us to having, again, a little bit more shelf visibility in mm-hmm. some of those traditional brick and mortars as they come back online. But we shall see. I think the the benefit of Romer Skincare is that you don't walk into a drugstore and see 150 products, and we're one of those 150. There's mm-hmm. something nice to, and and great about being at that one-stop shop where you can just go online on your phone or on your computer and quickly shop our products and have them delivered on a routinely basis. And, you know, we've built in the subscription model where customers are really just using us. And maybe they use, of course, you know, the other thing I use every day is SPF. So um, there are other things that I can incorporate into my own daily routine every day. But Mm -hmm. if it's just as simple as just needing Roamer products – you know, why, why might you need to go through aisles and aisles of skincare? So, you know, in some ways, I, I do want to be part of, compete against those other brands. And in other ways, I want to be separate from them because we feel mm-hmm. we are separate from them.
0: Yeah. So if you were to give um, a few pieces of advice to others, what would you, what advice would you give them?
1: Um. A big one that we haven't talked about yet is not cutting corners. Mm. And I consistently see um, brands take a quick approach to either launching a new product or um, maybe not being as thoughtful about some of the things that they're sharing and saying. And I think...
0: Do you think they cut corners as far as products go or they cut con- corners in messaging, in packaging, in all of it?
1: I feel like I've seen it everywhere and maybe that's yeah. because I'm a skeptic and now I know too much for my own good because <laughs> of all that research that I did up front as we were talking about earlier. Um, and perhaps the customer doesn't see it as much as I do, but I think there is a, a real um, benefit to brands who are authentic and honest. And I, I value transparency. So for me, mm-hmm. when I'm shopping and someone claims that they're sustainable, for example, mm-hmm. you can go on someone's website and go into the about section and read through a brand's commitment to sustainable practices. And I think very quickly someone can size up within the matter of a minute or two of whether or not this brand is, is speaking the truth. And it doesn't have to just, it doesn't have to be as extensive as a sustainability topic. It can be anything, you know, but when packaging, a lot of packaging looks really clean and minimal and green, but then you turn around the package and you look at the back of the label, could be food, could be skincare beauty, and there's 150 ingredients and you can't pronounce a single one of them and you don't know what any <laughs> of them are. And to me, that's a big red flag. And, um, you know, it's not always price that equates to quality, although that sometimes can be the case. And I think, that, I think there's just a lot of misinformation out there. And so, um, you know, my, my piece of advice for anyone who's doing anything, it doesn't even have to be in, you know, start at, starting your own business – It's really just to not cut corners because very quickly the customer is smart or, you know, your relationships that you have with family and friends are smart and um, they'll see through that. And so I've always said even if it takes longer or it's more expensive or, um, you know, it it sets us back a little bit in, in some specific way, I'd rather stick to that stick to that core value and promote what I believe in because, um, eventually I think, you know, we'll win the race. Yeah. Stick to
0: who and what you were meant, you were meaning to do. Right. Um,
1: did you self fund? I did. Yes. So I have yet to raise, um, capital, which is, both a benefit and a curse. <laughs> um, a benefit because I have a lot of flexibility. I can make a lot of decisions. I can choose the pace with which I feel um, we need to grow at. The, the challenge is every decision I make. It is a tough one for me because it's all, you know, I feel it quite extensively. Um, and so it just, you know, there's there's benefits and Disadvantages to doing what I'm doing, but I feel I I really want to have the full recipe, um, not on the product side, but also on the business side, completely squared away um, before I go out and and be part of that investor community that's looking for specific goals.
0: Right. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, Because you do give up a lot of flexibility of decision making whenever you take others' money, which I get it, right? Like rightfully so. Um, But that's awesome. That's so great for you.
1: So what do you want your legacy to be? I think um, being able to help people is something that um, I'd love to be part of my legacy. And those on my team know this. I, I take on a lot of Um, interns from college who are looking for either course credit or experience and the ability to mentor and help others um, on my team but then also um, my customers is is something that I value a lot and uh, it's allowed me to build a very supportive web around me and my business and I hope to do that for as many people as I can. And so that's that's, awesome. that's a legacy, I think, worth leaving behind, one where um, I can pay it forward and, and help others because I've been helped in the past too. That's awesome. So what can we do to help you succeed? Obviously buy my products. So for anyone <laughs> listening, <laughs> I think we're giving a coupon too. Um, uh, yes, yes,
0: yes, we are.
1: Okay, so we're use Wild li- Feather. Use wild feather for fifteen percent off my website. That's the coupon That's code. Awesome. Um, or you can also buy us on Amazon if you prefer. Um, but you know, I, I think that the the beauty of a community like yours, like ours, is that women want to help women, and we now live in a world where so much of the ups and downs is visible. It's tangible because we all share it. We're in a sharing, you know, because of technology, we can all share what we're going through. We can share it on a podcast. We can share it in social media posts. And so I I think we just all have to, and this doesn't just go for me, although selfishly, please support me by following, you know, follow my social media and try my products and reach out to me. But I, I think we should all be part of this network of sharing what is I view as 360 feedback. So creating that feedback loop, I'll give you feedback. You give me feedback. I don't just want someone to try the products once and then go, go away and go on with their lives. I want that. Um, I want the good and the bad because that's how I get better as a business owner. I want to hear what my customers are saying and thinking and feeling when they use my products. And so I, you know, i The real help is not only in just supporting the brand, but also in staying part of a community. And as women, female entrepreneurs, female business owners, we all know how challenging it is. Um, and we all know the statistics about women funding or women businesses that succeed and fail. And so I think the more we can just provide each other that feedback and the feedback loop, the stronger we can all get as a community. That's awesome. Uh, so
0: buy the product. That's the <laughs> biggest thing that we need to do to support you. Uh, that's fantastic. So you have social media. Are you, uh, is Romer on IG and Twitter or Facebook? Like where's the best place to follow you at?
1: The biggest community. Or do community- you want to
0: follow you specifically? Sure.
1: No, the, the biggest community that we have, and I try and do a lot of founder related content is on our Instagram, Romer Skincare. We also have profiles on all of the channels, but Mm -hmm. I think the most active and the most community-based one is is Instagram. We do have a separate uh, beta group where we offer special promotions and giveaways and information on Facebook. So there is a smaller community if you really want to be part of that conversation and if you really want to join in uh, the dialogue about clean beauty and sustainability and hearing a lot about education, I would say next step would be go join that that beta group and you answer a few questions and then can easily be accepted into that crew. But um, we are on all the platforms. We're even starting with TikTok, although I really don't fully understand it. Um, all the dances and the, and the trending (laughs) themes, but I'm trying to put on my Gen Z hat and I'm asking all of, you know, the, the interns that we have this summer to give me a full tutorial. So by the end of the summer, I might be making uh, a push to go viral on some dance, Um, with my products and them. So if you're, (laughs) if you're interested in seeing me flop on TikTok, you can also follow Romer Skin TikTok. I I love it. I love
0: it. (laughs) TikTok, it's amazing to me how many products have gone viral just based on TikTok. It's incredible.
1: Maybe we'll be, we'll be the summer 20, 2021 TikTok yeah. brand. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably a space for Clubhouse,
0: too. Have you tried the Clubhouse Avenue yet?
1: Uh, I have. I've spoken on a few different uh, panels or in, on a few different stages in Clubhouse. Um, it is, it's very overwhelming. I think a lot of these platforms... Uh, get inundated right at the start when they become really, really big. And, and so I feel slightly overwhelmed by all of the, um, all of the different groups in the rooms, but um, I, I have done a little bit there, there too. And um, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting platform. Mm-hmm. You can also sit in your, you know, my pregnancy journey, I haven't always been as put together, you know, as I'm currently wearing clothes today, but um, <laughs> what's nice about Clubhouse is that you kind of can go on and you could be in your pajamas in bed if you really want to. Right,
0: right. I haven't <laughs> tackled that yet. It just seems daunting to me. I think it's great, but I can barely keep up with everything else that I've got, right? Um. <laughs> anyway, so I digress. <clears throat> but it's been fantastic having you. Are you, what's your, one last question is, what's your vision or what's, what's your end goal is it because it, you come from the finance industry right so i know that revenue is important to you but is it a brand thing is it revenue are you wanting to reach a certain goal do you want to be known as the simple skincare like what is your vision what is your mission
1: it changes every day <laughs> My, my vision would really just be to give the gift of better skin to, to as many people as possible. And th- there is no num- magic number for me. There is no timeline. I'm not looking to necessarily have some incredible exit as we read all the time with lots of other beauty brands. I don't know what that is. I think for me at the moment, I'm passionate about sharing my products with new customers and helping them achieve results, which is the reason I set out to build this brand in the first place. And so, I still feel we're at the very early innings of that. Um, would I be happy with an exit? Of course, but at the moment, um, I'm just focused on, like I said, putting one step in front of the other and continuing to to build what I think is is a really impressive. Um, you know journey towards better skin. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. Well, thank
0: you so much for spending time with us today and for sharing your story. And you have some great advice and tips. I think there's a lot of value in your journey and what you stand for and what you're doing. So I greatly appreciate your time and good luck. Let us know if there's any other way we can support you and the discount links are going to be attached so anyone can access the discount code um below
1: great thank you so much for having me brooke all right thank you have a great day thank you for
0: listening to the wild feather be authentic be limitless and love yourself